Welcome back, everybody, to the Second Shot All-American Golf Podcast. I am your host, Tom, here as always with my co-host, Phil. Happy New Year, Phil, and Happy New Year to our listeners. How are you today? Happy New Year, Tom. Uh, Everything is good up here. Hope uh, the new year got off to a smooth start for you. It did. Uh, I'm looking forward to maybe some warmer temperatures where I can get out and play some golf. But overall, overall, a good, healthy start to the new year. Let's hope that continues. Amen to that. I, I take a little bit warmer temperatures, too. Yeah, that'd be Kill nice. that COVID. <laughs> that'd be nice. So we haven't had an episode in a while, um, but uh, we're looking forward to speaking to many interesting people this year that are within the game of golf in the city. And we decided to start off this year with Eric Hensler. He is a club fitter at Miles of Golf, um, an excellent player in his own right. Uh, Phil, how did you think our conversation with, with Eric went today? Uh, the conversation led me to understand just how much of a golf geek Eric is. Um, I, I, you and I both knew that going into it, but very knowledgeable, uh, knows a lot of terminology, a lot of numbers, and uh, he'll probably overwhelm you with a little bit of the information, just how much he knows, but just a wealth of information, a lot of fun to talk to, and uh, if you get the chance, go see him. Absolutely, and go see Miles of Golf. Uh, they've put in a lot of new things out there. He'll, he'll, he'll talk about that in the conversation, but I myself am looking forward to getting out there and, and seeing what they have to offer and uh, you know, hopefully maybe practicing a little bit more. I don't know, something probably I need to do. Well, that's why we have the second shot, Tom. <laughs> right. So on to our conversation now with Mr. Eric Hensler. All right, everyone, please welcome our next guest. He is a former college player at Mount St. Joseph University. He was a three-time all-conference performer and all-region performer for one year. He does have the lowest 18-hole round at the Mount with a 66th in the Manchester Invitational. And he is now a club fitter for Miles of Golf in Fairfield. Please welcome Eric Hensler. Thank you for having me, boys. No problem. Eric, could you just um, you know talk to us initially, just what got you into golf and what led you to where you are today in your job with Miles of Golf? Yeah, so I got involved with golf, obviously, at a young age, um, just hitting golf balls at a local range in Fairfield. Um, just kind of grandpa took me every day and just started hitting golf balls and figured out I was somewhat decent at it and wanted to pursue it. Um, kind of led me... To leading up to the competitive ranks, you know, junior golf, middle school, high school, and obviously college. Um, Where I started at Miles of Golf, I started in 2013 to where I am now. Obviously, it's been a little bit of a different path than, you know, some people. But I started in 2013 out in the maintenance area with kind of picking balls and doing just keeping, you know, track of the place, making sure it's clean nice and tidy looking such like that did that for a couple summers um next uh, i think third summer i worked inside kind of working the cash register learned the flow of the business kind of some kind of some of the other nuances of it um i obviously knew what they were about with custom fitting and everything and figured that was always my kind of interest was the technology aspect in, in some ways um i kind of i didn't know if i'd stick around that i could become a cult fitter but you know, it was a job between 
college, you know, college golf seasons and such like that. So kind of kept going. Um, that third summer, like I said, I worked inside, just running cash register, learning sales, you know, you know, the business. Um, transitioned to manager of the Fairfield Fund Center, which is on location at Miles of Golf, which is the pup pup batting cages. I did that for a summer and kind of got the call that that fall that they needed a new another club fitter and they wanted to tap me for it. So I started that was in 2016. So I started in 2017 club fitting. So that's where I kind of started. I kind of had a long winding road to get there to where I am today. But I've been doing club fitting since, you know, beginning of 2017. Kind of leads me into my first question. Um, for club fitting, why do you feel like someone should go get fit for clubs? And talk to us about how that process would work if they did go to Miles of Golf for that. Yeah, so there's... I would say why you should, there's so many different options. There's so many different options in the market. I mean, you look at not only, you know, the big three, you know, Callaway, TaylorMade, Ping, but there's Titleist, Benzuno, you know, Cobra makes a good product, Cleveland, and there's Cleveland, Shrixon, Zexio. So there's so many more products on the market, one. Two, within those companies, there's different heads that are obviously designed for different types of players. And those different types of players will benefit and or it will hinder them in their performance. You know, take, for example, a uh, Bryson DeChambeau kind of player. He plays a game improvement iron, and I, he's going to hit a seven iron. That's what we fit for seven irons, which I'll get in the two in a minute. Um, him hitting a seven iron, a guy that swings really fast hitting, you know, like a Cobra speed zone or um, Kelly Maverick or something like that, they'll just hit it too far. And that is a thing is hitting the ball too far. Um, so within that, seeing where launch parameters really help and then kind of fitting them to that golf club so it's not – so they don't have to change. People always want to come in and, you know, I get people all the time that say, well, just get me a club and I'll adjust to it. It's not really the point. That's why – that, that's not really the point of why you're doing this. The point is so you can just swing and there is somewhat decent performance, as, you know, depending on your handicap. Our process at Miles of Golf – is we have two different types of fittings. We have the max and basic fitting, but the process stays the same. The process is a testing phase and then a fitting phase. You know, we kind of guide you basically through your own kind of demo day kind of experience with basically a, a trusted eye or, you know, a, a, an eye that we've been doing this all the time. You know, where, what your club delivery like, what your launch parameters like, and what kind of demos, and we tailor that to your swing and what the ball flights are doing. You know, to kind of cut down on, well, you know, if Jimbo is a 15 handicap and he was like, I want blades. That's, that's my job is to tell you it's not, that's not really conducive. You know, that's not really conducive for your game. And, you know, because of how you swing, because of ball speed, launch, spin, all that good stuff. Whereas maybe cavity back iron will benefit you great, more greatly because of how you swing, because of you're going to get more yardages out of this, and it's going to be more consistent across the face. That testing phase kind of leads into the, into the fitting phase. Once we kind of have one or two that perform pretty close to what we need to see for an, the most efficient ball flight, then we'll kind of start narrowing down the nuances, why one may be performing slightly better in some variables than the other. Once we kind of pick that head, and then we'll kind of, once we pick that head, then we go into the fitting phase of, well, it's like different shafts, maybe different weights, flexes, you know, length and lie angle plays a big part. And then the kind of the one that has been the biggest thing is grip 
is grit. And that's something that's been debated on a couple different companies on what the grip size actually does. So we go all the way from the head to the grip of what we can do. We can we can have we can slide grips on and off there as well. Um, you know, if we have a guy that's hitting shots and we're getting down, we can always he's like, Well, I like the for example, MCC plus four grip, you know, parallel grip. I can take that stock grip off that we have all of our fitting clubs in, you know, we put masking tape, blow it on, and he can actually hit that. He doesn't have to wait 30 minutes, like with solution and such like that. So you can kind of test it before, you know, he makes that decision. Well, maybe that MCC plus four is good on your clubs, but the reason you're here is because you want new clubs. So let's make sure that we don't emulate why you don't like your golf clubs and the new golf clubs basically is what it comes down to. So, that testing and fitting phase is very, very important. And that's what, you know, we kind of pride ourselves at Miles of Golf of being able to distinguish, you know, be, you know, in the first four or five swings with demos of where we need to go in terms of demos between the companies. And then we can kind of narrow it down and see what, give and get feedback from them, obviously. It's not all number-based. It's obviously based on what the person's feeling, looking at acoustics, um, such like that, too. So... Eric, I fear that we're going to have to have a conversation about me switching the cavity backs instead of uh, <laughs> forged. But we'll get to that another day. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what your laboratory offers. Uh, can you tell yep. us a little bit about the combinations and the um, uh, brands that you offer? Yeah, so we carry every major manufacturer that's on the markets. So we carry Mizuno, Callaway, Ping, Titleist, TaylorMade, Cobra, Cleveland Strix on Zexio, um, Wilson. And we do carry, we did carry, I don't know if we're still going to continue, but we did carry a couple um, niche kind of brands, New Level being one of them. Um, that was very kind of brand that you don't see a lot. Um, but we carry every major manufacturer. In terms of the shaft combinations or the shafts combinations, um, we carry, I would say probably 90 to 95% of their fitting cart that that company offers. Um, what we do is what you probably see. It's a little different from what you see at other companies where they are a component company where, um, they just have the components. So they have the head and shafts and then they build it. We don't do that. We work directly with the OEMs to, make sure that product is what I fit you to gets delivered to you. Um, that way, you know, they're fitting. So I'm not fitting you to something that they don't offer. What's Everything, an OEM again for our listeners? Just the manufacturer, the OEM, like TaylorMade, Callaway, and such like that. Um, so that way, if I'm in there, anything that is in that section for fitting and I put it together, I can order. That way, I you know that way. If let's say they're not buying through Miles of Golf and they're going through um, their go their country club, they remember. That way, they can go straight to their pro. Say, hey, I want to order this head with this shaft with this grip at this angle. Blah 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 blah. He can call the rep and or go online and find it right there, and we kind of print that out. So it's not like I'm fitting you to something that's crazy, crazy custom. That's like, hey, you only can get it here. There's only one shaft company that we can you can only really do that and that's uh tpt that's a whole other discussion but we work directly with them that way it's that way we can get you the best basically best fitting equipment that they offer and we're not charging an arm and a leg you know for you know a titles t200 so 
I know you guys are not biased uh, towards any one given company necessarily, but uh, do you guys find that you fit more for one company than the other in the end, or those clubs fit better for most people? Um, I would, I, no, we are not biased. I will tell you that we, especially, you know, someone like me and such like that, I am, I strive to get other brands or different brands in people's bags. I am not, Hey, you're, you got titles irons. Now we gotta go titles both ways. I'm not like that. Um, honestly, I think a couple of years ago I would have, I would have had an answer, but now I think really everyone makes a really, really good product that it's so, so, so hard to kind of pinpoint one or the other, you know, at that right now, I mean, we just got some of the new demos in for the 2021 season that, you know, I, I just hit, took the first few swings of this year testing stuff. So it, it's very, very hard. I would say, I would I honestly, I would say, no, I don't, I don't see one brand where it's just like, Hey, that's this brand. Let's go. I, I would say there's so many different things between the heads, even in like the, um, like the better players clubs. I mean, you look at P770, you know, the new apex pro T 200 and such like that between those those are almost all the same lofts and they perform vastly different in what that player is looking for so no i would say i, I don't see anything that's like that a constant of it so can you tell us a little bit about the top sellers that you've had this year uh, especially from 2020 into now um has there been a trend towards you know, what people are walking out with or what they're ordering? Yeah, um, I would say, I think the biggest trend, at least, and I'm going to go with drivers because that's what we got a couple of brand new drivers. Of. I would say the trend is stability, stability and ball speed. I know that's just basically every driver, but, you know, you look at, I would say probably one of my favorite drivers to fit, and I'm a, and I would say I'm not biased, but I play the driver. Play G, I play Ping G410 Plus driver. Um, that driver in particular has done so 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 much for my game, and I I fit that a lot because I think a lot of people need stability. But going into this year, I think that's gonna I think that's changing a little bit, which is ball speed and then adjustability. I mean, even G410 had that adjustable weight. And I think that more adjustable, the better. That way you can pack more into just a club that you can kind of fine tune yourself even after the fitting. You know, if you get, um, you know, get a windy day, you can knock it down a little bit. But I would say trend wise, TaylorMade's always a good, TaylorMade makes really, really good products, especially their, their new P series, their P7MB, 7MC, 770, and 790. I've been fitting, I've been fitting that a lot. Um, but trend wise, Stability in drivers, you know, new G425 over 10,000 MOI. It's the statistically, it's the most forgiving and most stable driver on the market. And that's that's not me plugging it. That is a statistical fact. That is 10,000 MOI. That is a lot. Um, so I would say just kind of ball speed and stability. The adjustability has always kind of been there, especially in the last, you know, if we're talking like the last five years of driver. So. So I know you guys don't, and you you alluded to earlier, but you don't try to obviously change anybody's swing or anything when they're in there getting fit. So with that, what are some of the biggest gains, I guess you could say, or yardage gains or anything that you've seen that's been done by just fitting somebody with the swing they already have? Yeah. No, we don't try to change people's swings. Again, that's 
that's not our forte. That's not our training. We have, we have instructors there that that is their job. I get guys that come in here that are thinking that, hey, I need, I need help when I swing. That's not really my job. I would say gains. Oh, man. Oh, man. I would say my biggest gain is probably about 30 yards in terms of distance. But it was the dispersity that came down, which was quite a bit. I mean, we're talking from middle line. He was going 30 yards left and right with his old stuff to, I think we cut it down to maybe, I think, six yards left to right. And it was the, literally the same exact shot every single time. He looked at me and goes, I don't know what you did, but, and this was like maybe 35 minutes into it. He goes, I want this. Driver wise, I've seen 65 yards. 65? 65, yes. <laughs> now we're talking about a very, very, very old driver to a very, very, very modern driver, but it was around 65 yards change yeah i mean from average to average it was about 60 65 yards and it was incredible because as soon as he came in i could see how old his driver was and you know he was like ah, you know, i just i think i need something nine degrees and that's the crazy part is you know you know the thought processes of people with lofts of drivers you know i need a nine degree to go as far as we can that's not there that's not that's not the case you know i can't tell you the amount of drivers that i fit at 12 degrees or you know 12 and a half whatever because the drivers and really everything is designed not to spin. So as long as we can keep going up and launch, <laughs> sky's the limit, literally sky's the limit to where you can gain some. He, I think I seriously, I think he was like carrying the ball, like one seventy with his old driver. I think I got him like two thirty five or something like that. And he just looked at me and goes, that's like changes my game. I'm like, that means like you hitting a five iron to like a pitching wedge or something like that. And he kind of just laughed. So in terms of driver, I think it was like 60, 65 yards. That was, um, you know, it was like two years ago. I would say average game with driver. It's anywhere from about five yards. If, you know, they got fitted for driver the year before to, I would say 10 to 15 is usually what we see. So when you get to your better or lower handicap players, uh, you, you guys use TrackMan to uh, fit your uh, customers, you use that for the uh, information. Can you tell us a little bit about what advantage TrackMan gives you in the fitting process and kind of what you need to measure based on the level of player that you are fitting? Yeah, so for TrackMan, that's what we do. That's what we use for our, our max fittings. TrackMan is a Doppler radar based launch monitor. Um, what it does is it watches the ball as soon as you hit it to when it lands. Watching that ball is incredibly helpful because then it gives me the nuances I need to fit. It gives me how fast the ball or ball speed, how fast the ball is coming off the off the face. What's the vertical launch? What's the spin rate? What's the carry number? The total is usually somewhat skewed because it's an approximate total number, so it's based on tour level fairways, but whatever. Um, it also gives me club path and everything. But also gives me like low points. So if I see someone that has a very, you know, shallow low point or very, you know, whatever, I can make those adjustments to different clubs. You know, Strix on having the V sole versus, you know, Ping having more of a, a rounded, more wider sole with their some of their irons. So that can that can play a big part too. What you get with well, what I see with better players or lower handicaps is I like to base things off landing angle as well. 
so looking at ball speed launch and spin are the big three that everyone kind of wants to know and what we can make or help make more efficient for their game landing angle is very important for their better players because if you look at you know you look at any guy on tour they're hitting the ball as almost as high as they can you look at jason day or rory they're hitting seven iron 120 130 feet in the air but when that ball hits the ground it really doesn't move until you look at like us open or majors where the greens are firm and fast that landing angle that's also going to help us look at playability you know 45 degrees is kind of our benchmark and what titles benchmark is but it's kind of help to see where that ball can land or how efficient that is you get that higher up to 49 50 that means that ball is hitting and stopping that also means that carry number as long as the strike is somewhat similar is going to be the same exact thing if that carry number is the same exact thing that is consistency and golf it's a game of consistency you know we don't want to have a seven iron that you hit 170 one shot you kind of you pure this next one it's going 187 and then you kind of hit it in it's 162 that doesn't serve you any justice you know so track me and being able to kind of measure all that and give it you know in a after two seconds after you hit the ball one you get to see ball flight so we're not hitting indoors we're hitting down range you can see full ball flight two we're getting that right away so we can tailor the next demos or tailor the next kind of switch whether it's a shaft change whether it's a, a hosel change or a weight change or six things one way or whatever that gives me the information at my fingertips to make sure that that next swing or then maybe the next couple sets of swings we can change something and make it more efficient so with that you kind of in terms of like the launch monitors or would do you guys only use TrackMan, or do you also use like the foresight supports like i know the gc yep. quad and like there's yep. other ones like do you guys use more than just the TrackMan? we do yeah um we have two TrackMan at miles of golf uh, we have a TrackMan TrackMan for both our max fittings we actually just got a gc quad at the end of last year um i kind of <laughs> I kind of wanted something different for our basic fittings. So traditional, our basic fittings are more visual based, more, you know, kind of back and forth based. I wanted something that is relatively known. You know, we used to have, well, let's back up. To answer your question, yes, we have always used a foresight product for our basic fitting. So we were using the GC, GC2 Game Changer Launch Monitor for years, since 2014 having issues with that with certain certain things more bluetooth errors we got gc quad for our basic fittings now i've actually found it to be really good with, with like wedge fittings and that's what i primarily use for wedge fittings is gc quad but we have two different types of launch monitors um, we've tested them back and forth everything we do at miles of golf before we even we we use it before we start using it for fittings and customers you know if it's a new product that you know we that's relatively new on the on the market you know we're not just going to put it in the laboratory and we're not just going to blindly go out and do it i mean you see me and you see myself derek or one of the other fitters you know going out hitting golf balls all the time it's not really that we're messing around it's actually we're usually testing something whether it looks like it or not we're usually testing something you know looking at you know, I've put TrackMan and Quad kind of next to each other, uh, figuratively, but track and kind of compare what are we looking at? Are we getting the same numbers? That way, if you come in walking in for a basic fitting or a max fitting, are those numbers or that for that relative change, is that going to be good? 
um, yeah, it's right on it. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> I think I've seen a 10th of a yard difference in terms of carry launch parameters, launch parameters are a little different because you're looking at a Doppler radar base versus a camera one's facing from TrackMan's facing behind you quads kind of right in front and on the other side of the golf ball. Um, but it's, I mean, we're talking maybe a hundred, 150 RPMs and spin and ball speeds right there. So we use both. Um, primarily I use TrackMan cause I'm one of the max fitters there. So I use TrackMan primarily for all my fittings. Um, so, but I do use, we do use both. Okay. Now when you have someone come in for a club fitting, I know obviously you guys do a great job, but what would you suggest people to know or learn about their game before coming in for a club fitting? Like, what do you want a person to understand about their game before they come in to get fit for golf clubs? Well, first and foremost, we always tell people if they're ever on the fence about whether it's a golf, it's a golf club or a, a swing thing. If you're ever on the fence with that, we always tell people just either at this time of the year, go out and hit the range a few times, kind of get the swing to where it was. I don't want to see, I, I don't like seeing people that, Hey, I haven't swung golf club in six months. Well, that doesn't really help me. Um, I would say get a lesson. If that's any, any question about that, that's primarily what we see. And then to understand about their game, why your ball flight does what it does. We're here. We're kind of there to tell you that as well. But at the same time, you know, I think the biggest thing, one of the other biggest things is golf clubs are not going to change the overall result, right? It's going to help you hit the ball more efficiently. But if you're still hitting a 30 yard slice, that brand new 550, $550 driver, you're still going to hit that slice. It's more important, you know, for club delivery. So club delivery is probably the biggest thing. And that's what we see all the time is, you know, people thinking the clubs are the magic the magic stick and it's not always like that eric can you talk to us a little bit about how important playing the right ball is for your game as well i know a lot of people don't really take into effect the type of ball you're playing affecting your game but can you talk to us a little bit about a uh, ball change or something like that and the effect that it can have on your game yeah certainly um i mean if you look at so many balls on the market um i know i i think for the last two years i i for the last two years, I was ball testing. I, I was I was tired of being a pro V one snob just from you know school golf and everything. It could affect a lot um, in terms of overall sound to feel around the green and distance. You know, for me, like I said, I was ball testing for the last two years. I've kind of settled on two different balls. Um, one that I primarily use is Bridgestone Tour BXS. It's a Nike golf ball. I grew up playing Nike One Platinum, so it felt the same, if not in it flies a little bit better but playing a golf ball that is correct for you makes the game easier and probably feels a lot better through the hands um, a softer golf ball for slower club head speeds for faster guys that need you know spin reduction there's certain golf balls that are tailor-made for you i get quite i get asked the question all the time well how do i know well it's very very hard honestly i would tell you my my testing process, how I did the last two years is I worked backwards. So I worked from putting and chipping first, you know, wedge shots, mid iron shots, and then T, you know, kind of checking off boxes. And then there's some balls that don't check off boxes. Um, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a short game guy. 
So for me, I've always played the softer, spinnier golf balls because I I was never really a good mid to long iron player. So I'm going to miss the green. So I want to make sure that if I miss the green, I can kind of make the ball do what I want to do. Um, I've seen there is one ball on the market. <laughs> There's one ball on the market that I I truly believe makes a difference. It is the Callaway Super Soft Magna. And it doesn't fit everybody because it's it's primarily, and you're going to laugh when I say this because I don't have the visuals here, but it is a bigger golf ball. Is that legal? It is legal. <laughs> so I, I people ask me all the time this question, Phil, so I, I, I get a lot of repetition on this. For better players, it's more of what you like the the the, fa- the sound, feel, and overall ball flight. I have my favorites. I also have my. I also don't have my favorites. I have a few that I, I don't particularly like playing. I have a few that I'm like, oh, I can kind of interchange between these, and they play relatively the same. This Callaway Magna, and again, let's kind of backtrack. I'd say those golf balls. They, I would say, between the tour golf balls, Pro V, TB Five X, Chrome Soft X, Mizuno, Bridgestone. Even though TP Five, everyone says that ball goes very far. I don't particularly like the feel. I, I think it's hard to control. You guys know my game. Yeah, you know, I, I like to hit a lot of flighted shots. My big thing is I like I can hit flighted shots or I can hit whatever. TP5, I didn't feel like I could do that. Um, Bridgestone, I felt like I could, that ball was going straight up in the air. I like hitting the ball high, as high as I can, and not losing any distance. Regardless, I don't see a lot of difference between tour, tour balls, tour-style golf balls. I don't. I mean, I would say I hit Bridgestone, TaylorMade, Titleist, um, and Strixon, and all similar kind of striped drives. And I didn't see one that was like, oh, that's 10 yards further. That must be better. That's not what it is. So whenever someone asks me, look, a ball, well, it's kind of up to you. I can help you kind of select that based on clubhead speed, what I kind of think. But there's one ball, and that's that Callaway Super Soft Magna that I suggest for a lot of people. In my fitting philosophy and how I feel, I want the ball to go not as high as we can, but I want the ball to go as high under control that we can because that's going to lead to more landing angle solutions where the ball is going to be more consistent. I think everyone needs to hit the ball higher. There's only been a few people that I have had to bring ball flight down in fitting. So there's very, very few people. This This Callaway Super Soft Magna, kid you not, is a bigger golf ball. The reason I like this is because, as you guys know, whenever you get a an, an older generation golfer, they don't hit the ball very high. They're slower. They like to prop the ball up on tufts of grass and get so they can get underneath it, whatever. This ball being bigger, it raises the center of gravity of the ball, so it's easier to quote-unquote get under it or get more club on the ball. I have seen, and I kid you not, I kid you not, I have seen so many, so many good things from people with that golf ball. I had this lady, kid you not, she was, she had to be mid 60s. She was, and she's a, and prefaces, she's mid 60s. She's a really good golfer. I mean, she's hitting seven iron, 110 yards at mid 60s, but it's super low. I mean, we're talking 35, 40 feet. I'm like, you have to roll the ball up a lot? And she goes, yep. I go, perfect. Show her this golf ball. Fit her to new irons. Fit her to new everything. She bought a dozen of these golf balls. And this is not a plug for this. I guess it is a plug for this golf ball. But 
she buys these golf balls. And she goes, I'm going to try these. I said, okay, cool. Keep in mind, knowing the new irons are already fitter to go much higher. She comes back, I think, two or three days later. And I'm walking in from a fitting. I see her. And I was like, hey, how'd those golf balls perform? She And I didn't see what she was. She bought two more dozen. And she goes, I hit the ball so much higher with this golf ball. She goes, I just, I just tied my lowest round with my own irons. And I'm like, I literally didn't believe what you were saying. I looked up everything you just said. It's completely true. Not to say you were lying, (laughs) but the golf ball is bigger and it's a dare you, Tom. (laughs) And not only that, this golf ball is $20 a dozen. Yep. (laughs) It's the perfect ball. I promise. So she buys, she buys two more dozen. So her irons come in maybe a month later. Kid you not. And I see her when they pick it up and she goes, I am, I'm playing tomorrow. And she goes, I'm going to email you. I'm like, okay, cool. She emails me and she goes, I just beat my best round ever because now I'm hitting these irons 20 yards further, but now they're like 30 feet higher or something like that. It was that much of a change. Not saying that's for everybody, but she goes, it, it, the ball gets so much higher. So for her in that aspect, for her, it was game changer, obviously. But yeah, like you said, you looked it up. The golf ball is bigger. Visually, I whenever I have whenever someone asks me about what golf balls I should play and if it's their if they're the right candidate for this golf ball, I go in, get a dozen, take one out of the sleeve, I get a I, I we always have obviously golf balls, but they're like range balls. Put a range ball and that golf ball down on the desk, white to white, no markings on it, obviously, kind of looking down. And visually, you don't even have to it's just visually it's that much bigger. Why isn't why isn't this like something that's been a thing and like why why wouldn't a company have done this before i guess is my question so they did so top flight did a magna back in the day so they they is not it's not a new thing it's not a new thing but i don't think a lot of companies are going to do that because not that it's expensive but they don't see the they want clubs that make the ball go higher so they rather spend the money to make the, the clubs get the ball higher there's more margin in it obviously i can tell you right now i and i can my i can call my boss right now he'll tell you eric sells the most of these golf balls because i get a lot of older you know people kind of for fitting or guys that just hit the ball really low seriously hit the ball super low and i'm like try this ball i mean kind of <laughs> um right up your alley big guy I, I go out and buy a dozen i'm curious <laughs> <laughs> so i i've seen it's it's crazy because it's like I remember when we had our, our, our training session and she threw me the golf, Jenny, our, our old rep, she threw me, she was telling me about this. I'm like, no. And she goes, come out here. And I use this all, I use this in my, I don't want to say sales pitch, but I show people this. I go out, I bring a range ball and this Magna golf ball. And I just ride on the regular grass. Cause we keep our grass for the first 25, 30 yards, kind of fairway, fairway length. Kid you not, I'll just roll a golf, a regular golf ball, and it'll land and roll however, like a normal fairway. How's that lie look? And it's like, they're like, oh, that's a pretty decent lie. Take the Magna, roll it to the back the same spot. I'm like, how's that look? And they're like, whoa, it looks like it's on a tee. I'm like, yep, that's the point. So it makes it easier to find the ball, too. Man, Perfect. look at that. Look at that. I love what we were talking about non-bias, and he's just sitting there like going on for 10 minutes about this one golf ball. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you, I can tell you about my golf ball I played. I can go on for 10, 15 minutes about it. So. I trust you. So would you say that, I, I, to wrap that up, when you say it doesn't <laughs> yeah. fit for everybody, what would, I'm guessing, at least just based on what you're saying, maybe I'm wrong here, 
too much spin for certain people, like where it just kind of balloons? Is that is that maybe the thing you see the most from that? No, I don't think it's because of that. I think it's more so because of the softness of it. Okay. That softness is going to lead to certain feels with driver to, you know, irons that most people, you know, faster club at speed guys aren't going to like. Okay. Makes sense. Um, but yes, it could, it, it can inflate spin a little bit too, but sure. yeah. Okay. I'm not biased. I promise. I just really <laughs> like that product to where I, I think it fits a lot of people where, and you guys had the same expression as I look at you guys. It's a bigger, when I say it's a bigger golf ball and you kind of cock your head like, what? Like, it doesn't make sense until I show you and kind of tell you the, tell you about that. Well, that kind of actually leads me to my next question because, you know, technology has come so far for golf clubs and, and everything. Are we close to what you would call the limit if the USGA would never say they don't change anything in terms of their what would be a conforming club? Are we close to what you would call the limit? Yes. Um what you're seeing now with drivers, you know, with that is ball speed on mishits. So obviously the one five Oh smash factor being the limit, you can only swing that ball can only come off one and a half times as fast as a club head speed in the center. What other company, what companies are getting good at now, which is what you see, um, the new Cobra rad coming out, uh, you know, the new ping G four twenty five coming out is the ball speed on missed hits. That's the big thing. I think, yes, I think we're at, we're at our limits. Obviously. We've been at our limits with ball speed through, through center strikes. That's what it is. It is the off-center strikes that are where you're going to see the biggest improvements. Obviously, weight saving from carbon crowns, and then the weight's being saved underneath, or the weight is being redistributed somewhere else to, you know, adjustability. I mean, you look at, you know, Ping having G410 and G425 having movable weights. That's that was G410 with their movable weight was the first time they ever did movable weights. Other before that, you were we were, I know for the Ann Arbor store up north, their ping section when I was fitting up there, they had double the amount of demos we had, but they had six gram of hot melt in the toe, six gram hot melt in the heel, so you could out, so we could order it like that too. So adjustability is a big thing, um, and then obviously shafts wise, I think you're. I think we're getting, I don't want to say we're getting close to the limit, but you're seeing some incredible things with different shafts with VeloCore, the, you know, Ventus, um, with the new um, RDX Smoke having Hexcel technology, which is very similar to VeloCore and such like that too. So, but in terms of what you asked, yes, I think we're at our limit, but I think we're starting to see that limit expand out to the far reaches of the face, which hopefully you don't have to, you don't have to see, but if you miss it a couple millimeters, it's still going to go as fast. And say the USGA does decide to change things and roll the golf ball back or roll or change whatever it is to limit distance because the whole distance debate right now. Yeah. What kind of effect are we looking at for the manufacturers? What you guys do? I mean, how how would that affect everything? It would seriously. It would uh, simple answer. It would affect everything. Um, you look at golf R and D. They're just different companies that would affect everything because if they're going to put a limit on the golf ball or uh, limit of the golf ball is probably the biggest thing that's going to change launch parameters. It almost have to, I would say it would almost have to teach me how to do everything again in a different way, you know, because then, you know, the acceptable launch parameter, let's just say 12 at 2000. So 12 launch 2000 spin that could change. 
you know, where we try to get to where that person is swinging at a consistent launch and spin number, you know, that acceptable 12 at 2000 or 12 at 22, whatever you want to call it, that could change to where that may be too low a spin now to where it's just falling out of the air. Now we may have to go higher spin or whatever direction they go, but it would, it would have effect on everything. It's just like the, it's just like, um, the groove change with wedges. I think when I, when I came into college, you know, I think you guys were, um, juniors when I came in, that was right when the, the groove change happened. I mean, that changed a lot of things about grooves you know, for wedges. At least you saw tour pros zip balls, 30 yards back to where they could do that out of rough. And now you see tour pros that if they make, get put in the first cut, you know, it's they're one hopping and stopping it or they're it's rolling out and it's rolling out a little bit more or it's very hard to control distance. So it'd be the, I'd say it'd be very similar to that in terms. I think it'd just be more exasperated or more exaggerated because it's the driver because of Bryson hitting it 350, 360 in the air all the time. As we sit and talk about this, it, I think it's important for us to remember how much change our generation has seen and technology and golf it's more than any other generation seen yes it's it's incredible mm-hmm. oh definitely someone argue that but i kind of agree <laughs> well i mean i was pumped up when i got my nike sasquatch the god. original nike Don't sasquatch even, oh my god sound yeah, on that crazy. club oh my god. no that uh, was the sumo that was different oh, you're right that sumo. Was the sumo that was sumo. Bad, though the, the oven omaha nebraska is that the oven <laughs> club that was the club that looked like an oven correct yeah. The sumo? Yeah. yeah. I had that. Oh, my yeah. goodness, man. Eight and a half degrees and just launch it. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh come on, Tom. <laughs> it's awful. Eric, uh, you guys at Miles of Golf just recently in, installed Top Tracer. Uh, not only, yep. I mean, we've talked a lot about club fitting here, but Miles Golf, if yep. anyone's never been there, is also a driving range. Like you said, they have the Fairfield Fun Center with putt-putt, and I think you said batting cages as well, correct? Correct. So talk to us about what Top Tracer has done for the driving range at Miles Golf. Top Tracer has been the probably most important, best thing we've ever done for Miles of Golf. Top Tracer itself is a camera-based system that everyone at everyone at that hits balls at, at Miles of Golf can utilize, whether you're in, under the shelter with the monitor it's actually on the grass tee and the outside mats too. So if you it, that part of it is you can use your phone and you can it's limited in some hours, but you can't play virtual golf and stuff like that. But you can still get numbers. You can still get how far you're hitting it on the grass tee and under the shelters. With that being said, it is it's been crazy, crazy good. Um, the virtual golf I think is probably the best one of the best virtual golfs I've ever played. You're actually hitting to targets. You're taking into effect of wind and, and you know kind of temperature. So simulating, quote unquote, simulating <laughs> that playing an actual round of golf has been amazing for business. It's been absolutely nuts. I mean, for years, for, you know, my first three or four years, you know, November, December, where we didn't have a lot of fittings, you know, we'd have maybe one or two a day to now. And we have, you know, somewhat decent range traffic now. I mean, we are, our range is probably booked almost all day like i told you like today you know it's thir- it was snowing out today every mat under the shelter was being used with someone waiting behind it for at least a half hour 
you know, it's it's been that much. I, I think people are starting to see with their practice sessions. Some of the more serious golfers, their practice sessions, they, it means a little bit more. They can kind of test themselves with close to the pin challenges. They can kind of go, okay, I'm going to go play front nine at Pebble Beach. You know, I'm going to play it from the tips. You know, it's 72, 7,100 yards and see what the tour pros play. You know, simulating some of the holes that, hey, and Pebble, that one that's, I forget what hole, but slopes way down to the right. Go into the go into the ocean. Well, okay, I can't hit the middle or right side of the fairway because it's going in the ocean. So that kind of aspect's been really fun. Um, it's pro- it, it's and for me that who don't I don't practice a lot anymore. It's it's it gives me some you know some good vibes to go out there and you know let's just go out and see if I can get close to the pin. You know, such like that. It's, it's been really really fun. But it's it's it was it's been a big thing. You know, seeing what's done for our business. I think has opened all of our eyes, obviously. I mean, it's it's been constantly packed every day. And I mean, that's from, we turned it on at the in the middle of September to now in January. I mean, it's probably tripled or quadrupled our business, at least for the range business since then. It's crazy. And there's a bar there for people who care about that stuff there, as well. Yes, there's a bar, Stockton Beer Garden. Um, that's another big thing. I mean, because of top tracer you know we kind of coin ourselves as the cheapest beer in fairfield or are on route four nice. um yeah <laughs> um what a slogan what a slogan right so yeah i mean we we actually outfitted um our last four bays with what we call the master suites so they have it has an upgraded upgraded mats it has two has tables for each bay um TVs as well, so you can watch. So, like, people are watching the football games, say wild card games, or the division was it divisional or wild card? Doesn't matter. Um, they're watching the football games while they're you know playing golf. You know, they have, each bay holds four people, and I mean, it was just a good time. And I mean, again, it was snowing, and these people were the people were just enjoying themselves watching TV, you know, having basically playing golf with their buddies, but not on a golf course. Um, for the beer garden at that master suite, that's you get access to the bartender that runs back and forth for those master suites. And it's just, again, it's, it's, it's done more than double or triple our beer, our beer service or our beer sales and such like that, or just, re, re, you know, concession sales. You know, we don't only serve beer. We have snacks, we have some simple food like hot dogs, brats, you know, pretzels, candy, you know, water, Gatorade, such like that. So it's not only beer, but it's, done it's it's been crazy i mean we have now we have people we have full-time bartenders now that are there from when we open and then they're there till 9 10 11 o'clock at night serving people so it, it's it's been crazy it's, it's really good it's a really good crazy honestly it's good to see people excited about golf walking into the driving range like oh man this thing is really cool you should see this it's really cool to see people excited about it so it's been really really good this is really your answer to top golf I like that. It is. Um, you know, I've there's been some really nice things said about us versus Top Golf. Um, you know, it, but it's. I think it's like I told you. I think it gives the the serious, the somewhat serious golfer or serious golfer. It brings their practice session a little bit more focused, where instead of just hitting balls blindly at targets, they can see how far they're hitting it. You know, or they can play. Like I said, the virtual golf and close to the pin are my two favorites personally. Um, or they can, you know, do certain things like that to kind of enhance their practice, so they can see where they stack up with not only their buddies, but you know, from people. You can our TVs inside have the um, 
USA leaderboard. So like the hole in one for like the closest to the pin, who has a hole in one or what's the closest from miles of golf. And then the second TV is for the USA. So it's pretty cool to see. Um, but yes, it's our answer to top golf. Definitely. And can you actually like book times for the driving range or is it just like first come first? serve? So our master suites, we do take reservations for, okay. Um, those are, those are strictly reservations only as of right now, the rest, and those are four bays. Um, but the rest of the range it's, it's first come first serve. Now that's at this time recording. We may change that in the future, but as of right now, yes, first come first serve. That's why I think when like today, when we snowing or it's kind of raining or whatever, we have that influx of people that's just like waiting, waiting, and waiting. So, but yeah, first come first serve for the regular range, and then for the master suites, it is reservation only. So, Eric, as we alluded to earlier, you still do play a lot of good golf, competitive golfs at times, and you do have that low round of sixty six. So when you do get out and actually play golf, what are some of your favorite golf courses in the area? Uh, I have an infinity, infinity for Walton Ponds because that's where I was more of a member at growing up. Kind of know every bounce, every little nuance that course used to have. Uh, I like to play there. Um, Four Bridges is another one I really, 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 really like. Um, I like the layout of that course. Um, I know it's not directly in the area and it's kind of new to me. I, Moraine's probably one of my favorites. I know that's a little North Cincy, but Moraine, but in strictly in the Cincinnati area, I would say Walm Ponds, Four Bridges. <sighs> oh man. After that it gets a little muddied. I know a couple courses I don't like to play. Um, we're not in the business to talk yeah, bad two... about golf courses here. Be nice. <laughs> I will agree with you. Moraine is a fantastic golf course. Yeah. Um, Fort Bridges is honestly the one I think I, I grew to like the most just because the layout, every, every hole is somewhat different. The layout I really, really like. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably say those two. I play the Hamilton Elks quite a bit too, so probably those three. I've never played Hamilton Elks. That's interesting. I need to. It's it's interesting. Each side's each side's very very different. To be honest with you, there's three there's three nines. So yeah, it's very different. And Eric, you know we got to ask you. It's that time of the segment. But <laughs> what's your skyline order? My skyline order is very weird because I have a very controversial opinion. Being from Cincinnati, I don't like the chili from Skyline. Or gold star, yeah. So my my order for skyline is <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face. My order for skyline is five plain hot dogs. Oh my goodness! With a side <laughs> with a side of the habanero cheese, and then an order of cheese fries with the same cheese. My controversial opinion for this. And this is going to make me seem like I'm not from Cincinnati, but I am. I've never left. I prefer when I went up to when I went up to work at Miles of Golf in Ann Arbor, they took me to this place called Coney Island. And they said, have you do you like the Coney's down in Cincinnati? And I go, no. They said, perfect. You're going to love it up here. Their Coney's are their chili for their Coney's is so much different up north. And I'll eat it up there. I won't eat it down here. 
I have nothing to say. Well, we're sorry to we're sorry to say that Miles of Golf business just went down. <laughs> Five plain hot dogs. Yeah, bro. With habanero cheese and habanero cheese fries. Though I'm I'm more talking like that's that's a that's a lot. I dude, I know. I started working out again though, so I work it off pretty well. I'm a weird dude, you know this. I'm sorry. It's Actually, not I'm a, not sorry. It, it it's not about the weird for us, Eric. <laughs> what is it, Phil? I'm I'm utterly confused. <laughs> I know, me too. I mean, uh, Tom and I had a discussion about this. We thought you were going to have a unique order. We did. <laughs> there you go. But I knew you were pretty so want to be this unique. Uh, I know it's, I, it's just something that I, I'm a texture guy with food. There's certain things like there's certain things that I just, the texture just doesn't sit well and I just can't do it. Just can't do it. I'm not one to judge when it comes to eating, but I'm judging. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very fair point. (laughs) Oh, you and chicken fingers. I love it. Oh, now it's getting personal. That's not a personal. That's one of my three main food groups. <laughs> we can agree on one thing. Yes, we can. <laughs> well, Eric, we appreciate you coming on. If anyone does want to learn more about uh, Miles of Golf, please visit milesofgolf.com. I believe it's slash Cincinnati, but if you go to milesgolf.com, you can find the, the Cincinnati page for it. And then it is also, if you go to it in person, it is... Route 4, Dixie Highway in Fairfield, is that correct? Yep, yep, 6400 Dixie Highway. It's at the corner of uh, Bypass 4 and Route 4 in Fairfield. For all the, next to all the uh, car places, correct? Correct. (laughs) Well, Eric, again, thank you for your time today. Um, We look forward to uh, hopefully playing some golf with you this year. Yeah, man. I I got my game back last year, so I'm ready. Oh, goody. All right. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks, Eric. Yep. Hey everyone, Tom here. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Second Shot All-American Golf Podcast. Please don't forget to like our Facebook page as well as follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SSAA Golf Pod. If you have any questions or feedback, please reach us at secondshotallamericanpod at gmail.com. And if you could, just please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll see you for the next episode. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 